Hello, and welcome back to the Ask an Introvert podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Ho. I'm a life coach for introverts, and I help introverts like you and me take leadership in our lives by developing and upholding our self-respect, boundaries, and standards. Why? Introverts' voice and visibility matter. I'm on a mission to make the world more introverted, and that starts with each of us taking responsibility to create our own belonging and our own stage. I host two signature coaching programs, one, the Take Root one-on-one coaching for introverts who want the private and personalized experience for their specific needs, goals, and dreams, and two, the Making Friends group program for people in that awkward stage of life where you know you want friends you have a future with, but it seems like everyone's going in different directions and you're feeling lonely and confused about how to navigate all of that. You don't have to do any of it alone. If you're interested in either or both programs, book a discovery call with me today at byjenniferho.com. I'll drop the direct link in the show notes. Now, let's dive in. Today, I want to wrap up this very first season of the Ask an Introvert podcast by reflecting on this past year. I was inspired while working on a self-evaluation for my corporate job when my brain was like, why don't I evaluate my life? After all, I work in order to make money to afford my life, so shouldn't I ensure that my one and only life, by default my best life, is really the best that it can be? I truly believe that if we want to get good at the skills of self-respect, boundaries, and standards, we have to do something that is really, really hard, which is acknowledging where we are right now. If you can do one thing today, I would suggest to take stock of and acknowledge yourself for who you are at this present moment. For some of us, it might mean taking a moment to sit down and really listen to what's going on in our heads and our hearts. It might mean needing to forgive ourselves for the past times we didn't uphold our self-respect boundaries and standards. Or it might mean reflecting on the last year and seeing not only your highlights, but also your lowlights. The more you see yourself, the more you'll be able to grow and change to be the version of yourself that you want to be, the one who is living out all of your biggest dreams. So obviously I opted for a mix of all of those options, and now I'm going to present to you my year in review for 2023. The rest of this episode is me literally going through the pretty carousel posts I made, which are on Instagram, and I'll be making commentary on them. I'll also link these posts in the show notes. So when I approach this activity this year, I was looking at the highlights template and I was like, yeah, like I have a lot of highlights, but this was 2023 was a rough year. I went through some really difficult things and it's some of them are still ongoing so it's kind of hard to know where I land with those things when I still have all these coexisting and conflicting feelings about them but life includes lowlights and highlights so this year I started actually with my low because I really wanted to document yeah here are you know, like if I document the highlights, it's like, here's everything I achieved. But by documenting the lowlights, I can see everything I overcame and experienced. And despite all of that, still achieved all the highlights. So let's take a look at 
the lowlights. I decided to start with my top three failures this year. And as I look back on this year, my biggest failure is playing it safe. I really undergold for a lot of things and undergolding can be good when I'm just starting. Like with the podcast, I said, you know, I'll do one episode a month. If by the end of the year I have 12 episodes, that's more than great. But for other things, I failed to reevaluate often along the way and actually recalibrate my goals for my new capacity. For instance, in business, I've been hesitant to take it more seriously uh, because I'm afraid to fail. And so by playing it safe, I set low goals and I would self-sabotage along the way. Like I planned a four-month launch for the Making Friends program, but I didn't really take action until those last six weeks. And what really helped me was really starting to evaluate along the way and checking in more often. So my second failure of the year is being late to Pilates class like 70% of the time. So something shifted at my studio this year where there are group classes, but they're not guided by an instructor. So you get workouts that are designed for you and they're called studio sessions and they're more like going to a gym but you have access to all the Pilates equipment and there's always someone watching you and ensuring that you don't hurt yourself and pushing you to to do better <laughs> like change your form or to upgrade to higher weights and things like that and something about not needing to be there on time just made me think that I could get away with it for whatever reason. And so I started to look at what I was telling myself each day. And I was like, oh, I need to go get my grippy socks for Pilates. And so I'm walking back upstairs and then I'm like, oh, I need to put the GPS on, but I don't actually do that when I get to the car and I start driving and then I get on the freeway and there's a bunch of traffic. And so I just kept showing up late <laughs> and I still do. Like yesterday I was 10 minutes late. So it's a big fail to me because I want to be someone who's on time and also not feeling rushed. Yeah. And then, gosh, I thought really hard. There's like a few different things, but I think it's like these little things that I really beat myself up for. So my third top failure is burning my food in the air fryer because I it has these preset times and they don't necessarily work for whatever I'm cooking in there. And I just can't bother to readjust them every time I think, yeah, I'm definitely going to check in on this. No, I don't. And this is like a really odd thing to have a lot of self-trust for. But I think I should definitely prepare to just cook my food properly because this failure has a domino effect of then me not having a delicious meal because I burnt my food. So the next thing that I put in my lowlights is words that I let go of. So I really thought of something that people often say to me that just annoys me. And it is, you should be grateful for what you have. And this is in the context of when people want to make me small. 
and they say it almost with this definitely with this undertone of oh well you don't sound grateful and why are you asking for more and why and I'm like why wouldn't you ask for more in life like if you don't ask you don't even get and just because I ask doesn't mean that I'm not grateful I think the Actually, I think the more grateful for what you have, the more you can really recognize exactly what you want more of instead of just following what everyone else does, right? So words I'm going to choose instead are I'm grateful for what I can create. So one of my most painful experiences this year, in theory, I have grandparents because my parents have parents, but I really grew up without those kinds of relationships for a variety of reasons, like whether they lived on the other side of the world or because my parents didn't have good relationships with their parents. Anyway, I generally felt neutral about this lack of a relationship. I would like get sad when friends are sharing about what they're doing with their grandparents and things like that, but it was very temporary until this year when we found out that my mom's mom my Bangwai grandma is near the end of her life. And really, she's a stranger to me, um, but I know she's important to my mom. And so now our lives are intertwined as my mom shows up for her mom. And the most peace that I can make with navigating all of this is that I'm going to show up for my mom. And I don't know what that looks like at times, and my mom doesn't know what that looks like at times, but where I can find love and compassion is for my own mom. And it's been tough to support her through this, and I know it's even tougher for her to go through it. I honestly wish I could just avoid it, and I also get mad at myself for wishing that. And I feel all of these things that I don't even know how to name because we're not in loss yet. But I guess it's also making me grieve the lack of the relationship. And I really just know that it hurts. Another thing I put in my lowlights was the top thoughts I had to self-coach and get coached on. So number one, I shouldn't post on LinkedIn. It's too scary. More specifically, I was afraid of people I know distancing themselves from me in real life after reading thoughts of mine that don't come up in a regular conversation. Like, I was like, oh, what if I offend this person or that person? And I'm especially <laughs> concerned about offending people who have any authority over me. And I did actually have a situation like that come up, but everything else turned out okay. Like, and at the end of the day, I don't regret posting on LinkedIn. If anything, I do regret that period of time where I stopped. I'm going to do it despite still feeling scared because the other thought I have now is posting on LinkedIn is fun. Like there's no bot accounts there really because LinkedIn is really strict about that. So you know you're hanging out with the real people and the comments that I get are really thoughtful and even when someone doesn't completely agree, you can have a very productive conversation around it. So it's been good, but I still self-coach on that. The second thought is there's no way I can be prolific at creating content like 
insert any someone that I would compare myself to. I found myself comparing a lot, especially when I was consuming a lot of other people's content. There's like so much input. And if you go on someone's account and you start binging, like automatically my brain thinks, oh, they put out so much good stuff, but I don't really know the cadence of that. And I spent a lot of time beating myself up for it. And by doing this exercise, I actually looked back and realized whoa, I actually created a lot this year. When we get to my highlights, it's going to include this podcast, for instance. Now, the third thought that I had to self-coach and get coached on was, I can't be a coach and a speaker. That's just asking for too much. You guys see the patterns here? Like, I'm asking for more in my life, and I'm setting myself up for more. But there are these outside voices that influence me and how I talk to myself even. At the end of the day, who am I really asking for permission from? There, Other people can say whatever they want, but at the end of the day, the decision is made by me. I make the decision. So I will be a coach and a speaker. I am a coach and a speaker. I'm speaking on my own stage right now. And in 2024, I will be stepping on another stage for sure. My worst investment of 2023. It's not that big of a deal. It's the Six Flags season pass. I'm recording this episode on December 28th and the pass expires in four days. I only went once back in June. Will I go again by the 1st of January 2024? I really don't think so. It's like it's just too cold. Like my face is gonna freeze at those kinds of speeds on the roller coasters. So that's really my worst investment. I totally thought I would go again. But hey, at the height of summer fun, I was like, this is happening. And then it didn't. And that's okay. Now, the highlights version of this is my year in three words. And I think you all know I like puns. Well, anyway, I do like puns. So I was like, mm, well, what's like the low light version of this? And the first thing I can think of is, tears instead of my year in three words let's describe my tears in three words I cried often and I cried burning tears and every time it felt cathartic so my tears in three words are often burning and cathartic now the hardest truth to hear this year so I actually don't know how to say her last name but I think it's just Brianna West she writes books like The Pivot Year, The Mountain Is You, lots of good stuff but one of the quotes that just kept replaying in my head, because I know how much responsibility I have to take for my own life as I pursue my big dreams, the hardest truth for me to hear this year was, you have to find the courage to paint outside the lines you once drew for yourself. Every line, barrier, wall that I put up, I put that there. So how do I want to redraw those lines or draw outside of them? And it's, it's just a lot because now I have to challenge who I currently am and I have to be willing to dive into this uncertainty, into this unfamiliarity. And it's scary. <laughs> it's not easy. But yeah, as you can see, I... Had a lot going on this year, and I'm still working on all of that. And I'm really proud of myself for being able to see 
these lowlights. So if you're ready to dive into the highlights, there's a lot of stuff to celebrate. And well, you know, I think I can definitely celebrate the lowlights too, but like the exciting, fun, warm, immediately cozy, cheery kind of celebration, we'll find that in our highlights, right? So my top three accomplishments this year. One, launching the Ask an Introvert podcast. The <laughs> I bought the domain name askanintrovert.com back in October 2022, but I didn't record and publish the first episode until March 2023. And, you know, I met my goal of 12 episodes already. And this one that you're currently listening to is number 13. So... I surpassed my goal. I've also started to map out 2024, aka season two, and I'm really excited to bring a little bit more structure so that I'm not so sporadic. I thank you all for listening despite my sporadic uploads this past year. And I, I am really, 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 really proud of having this podcast. Top two accomplishment would be starting the Making Friends group program. The theme of friendships and making friends, if I try to track when it was a key theme for me as something I'm good at and something that I'm good at helping others with, I really can't find the first thing. But it started, I think, back in May when I was making these friendship archetype posts. And at the time, I didn't even know that I would end up making a coaching program specifically for that. It was just something that came up often in my work with my one-on-one clients. Looking at it now, it is so me <laughs> to do this. And I'm really glad I went for it because we we're now in the middle of the second cohort and the waitlist is up for the third one. Number three top accomplishment is doing the hanging pull-up in Pilates. This thing is scary. I need to post a video of it, but think about what it takes to do a push-up, right? And you have the ground under you. Now flip that upside down. And you're hanging from this apparatus, this equipment called the Cadillac and Pilates. At first, I'm looking at it. I'm like, I don't know if I can hang on it. And I was like, it's probably going to take me like a year or two to be able to do that. In reality, it only took me three months to do my first one. Now I can do about three in a row. And then there's even this next move called the hanging pull-up twist. It's also called the chiropractor because you twist and your back can potentially crack as if the chiropractor was cracking it for you. It actually feels really good when that happens. So bonus to my accomplishment. Okay, favorite quote of 2023 is make friends you have a future with by yours truly. (laughs) This is the whole basis of the making friends group program and I Love it because it's quippy. It's an absolute Jenniferism. And there's so much that I can build on top of that. Now, my most meaningful experience of the year has to be meeting 
so, so many online friends in real life. I'm so grateful to have friends all over the world because while I'm based in California, in 2023 alone, I visited and met up with friends in Singapore, Bali, Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Portland, Oregon, New Haven, Boston, DC, Vancouver, and San Diego. That's so, so many locations and even more friends than the number of locations. It has just been so fun and thrilling and, you know, you can definitely make friends online, but the moment you meet in person, there's something about the connection that changes for sure. To be able to hug the people that I've talked with for years, it it's just completely lovely. So if you have any online friends you've yet to meet in real life, I I think I highly suggest making it happen for yourself. Now, I want to have a shout out to my top supporters of 2023. Cheryl Lau at Cheryl Theory hosts the used to host the Sci Hustle Club and now hosts Thought Leader Club. And her coaching and accountability has helped me create a prolific body of work as a thought leader, as a life coach for introverts, someone who advocates for the quiet people in the world. And then Ruby Lynn at rubysparks.co, sales, resonance, positioning. Those are Ruby's specialties. And I have followed her for a long time, got to meet her in Vancouver this year, and her specialties are what I consider the keys to the next level of my business. She also inspired me to write a lot of emails this year, and she lives this low-key luxury lifestyle that I love and I think I would enjoy for myself too. I can't think any of anyone more suited to dig into the nooks and crannies of my brain as I amp up what I'm doing here to help more introverts around the world. And then the entrepreneurs is a little community, a group of friends. So shout out to you, Amber, Kim, Lillian, and Pia. Uh, this has been the coziest support group of introverted entrepreneurs, hence entrepreneurs. We meet about monthly and our Zoom chats are just really uplifting and for everything that you want to do in your life, when you find people who are also going through it and relate to the way that you think and feel and can bring all of this perspective and their personal stories to share, it's inspiring and it helps keep me going and I think it can help you too. Okay. Now, my best investment of 2023, the opposite of that Six Flags season pass, was a friendship photo shoot in Singapore. So I did this photo shoot with my friends Cheryl, Ray, and Reiko. And before I had even met them in real life, I asked them to do this group photo shoot with me, and they all said yes. And this was back in January, so the best part is at that time, I had no idea that I would go on to develop a coaching program for introverts, focus on friendships and making friends. And today I get to use these photos for the program. I'll also shout out our photographer, JT, for capturing these really cute moments of us. My year in three words would be expansion, 
friends and travel. <laughs> These came really easy to me. They're definitely the themes as I looked back. Now, part of the highlights does kind of sound like a low light because the final piece is the toughest lesson learned. I think looking back, I haven't made like a lot of tangible changes in my life. I would say this has been a year that's really been focused on my identity, how I present myself, and really tapping into how I want to see my life in the next three, five, ten years, and acknowledging those dreams instead of burying them somewhere and hoping that they just come true. But no, I want to claim them. And so I've had to let go of identities that no longer serve me, some opinions that I held for a really long time, and the way that I navigate certain relationships in my life. So the toughest lesson learned this year is that some losses set you free. And it's easier said than done to let go of what no longer works for you because it's so comfortable, but that is really 90% of the work. Because if you don't let go of that, there's no room or space for all the new things. So it is scary orienting to choose losses, to go through grief purposefully, but it really does set you free. And then the last bit of the highlights is my biggest goal for next year. So it's kind of, a, it's really a layered goal. So my biggest goals for next year for 2024 is to speak at an in-person event, to be a prolific podcaster, and get nominated for podcast awards. And along the way, I'm choosing to embrace the boring moments, like putting in the work. It's really not all that glamorous and fun. Sometimes the only fun part is the result. I'm going to be really mindful not to chase shiny new things and really, really put in the reps and build real habits to make these goals happen. So that is my year in review for 2023. This process of actively evaluating our life, our goals, and our dreams is a key component of working with me, whether it's the Take Root one-on-one -on -one coaching program or the Making Friends group program. If you're interested in working together, book your discovery call today. I'll drop the link in the show notes. And thank you so much for tuning into this this podcast. For more regular doses of my perspective, you can find me on Instagram or LinkedIn. And if you're excited about the future of this podcast as much as I am, please subscribe, like, leave a review. I would appreciate any and all of that. Thank you for tuning in and I'll talk to you next time in season two coming in 2024.